today, September 4th, big day for me, 22 years old. Jumping into it. Yeah, I'm getting old. Yeah. I'm getting old. Time's going by quick. Uh, It was a good, good night of fights over in Paris yesterday, but it was morning for us. Started at 10 in the morning. It was a good day of fights, yeah. That's that's how we would sh- we should say it, but it was prime time France over there. Um, it was it was pretty good. It wasn't the craziest exciting card as far as knockouts went, but I mean there was still some. Um, the first fight was pretty good. You weren't here for that yet, but the Stephanie, I believe it's Stephanie Egger, yeah, she did good. Good to see her bounce back after her loss against Bueno Silva. Come back with another win. Eight and three now. Mm. France did go five and zero. Oh. All the French fighters won yesterday. Yeah, they did. It's rigged. You think it's rigged? It's, yeah, it's clean, gotta be rigged. Clean sweep. It's gotta be rigged. Um, Hazard passed it pretty good. One judge did give it to Mukdesi. He he had a higher output in that third round. He started kind of putting it on, but it was just a little too late. Has surpassed had surpassed him at that point. Um, I don't know. Charles Jordan was kind of a was kind of a bummer fight for me. He was a big prospect. I mean, I think he lost his last fight here. Yeah, he did lose to Shane Burgos, who no longer is in the UFC. But Shane Burgos was a ranked guy. It was a big step up in competition for Charles Air Jordan from Canada. I didn't know that was Canada that he's from. Nate Nathaniel Wood is who ended up beating him. See here, he's been in the UFC a little bit. The featherweight division, <clears throat> it's always good to see new up-and-comers come in. Lost to Casey Kennedy, beat Charles Rosa, and Charles Jordan. Nathaniel Wood looked pretty good. He out-wrestled him. What about Paulo? Who does Paulo fight next? Paulo Costa? Yeah. I don't even know. Let's see here at the middleweight rankings. Jared Kennedy was supposed to fight Sean Strickland. <clears throat> Sean Strickland had to pull out. I don't know. Paulo Costa fought Vittori already. Vittori beat him. So I don't know if he can really jump up and fight Whitaker. I don't know. He might have to fight down. He might have to fight like a Jack Hermanson. Or maybe a Darren Till. If, if Darren Till ever does decide to get healthy. Do you think so? I think those are I don't know those are the only ones that I can really see here fighting down maybe Kelvin Gaslam but I don't know about that. I think Gaslam and Brad Tavares would be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I don't know. I really would like to see Paulo Costa go up to light heavyweight. I think there's more bigger fights for him to to be had there. I mean, he could jump in and fight an Anthony Smith or Dominic Reyes, even though I think Dominic Reyes has a fight against Ryan Spann. It's a good comeback fight for Reyes. He's only fight, fought the best. He was undefeated till he fought John Jones. Then he lost to Jan Balkovic after, and then he lost to um, Yuri Prohaska. So, I mean, he's been fighting the top guys, so this fight with Ryan Spann is going to be an interesting matchup that we'll talk about later when it ends up coming coming up. Do you, um, hmm? you think Robert Whitaker... 
who he fights. Yeah, fights Israel next. Third time. I don't know. I don't know if he gets a title fight off of that. I don't know. The UFC, the middle. I know Izzy does want to go back up to 205 and try that out at 205. I just don't know how many fights away he is from that. And I don't know what Whitaker does. I don't know who he'd fight. Brunson doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's he fought Cannonier and beat him. He fought Vittori and beat him. I mean, he's the number one contender. Maybe you could do Apollo Costa Whitaker, but that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Whitaker. He said he wants to fight up and he wants to fight for the belt. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do Whitaker and Adesanya three after uh, Izzy defends his belt against Pereira. Yeah. Whitaker probably needs another fight before that's, he fights Izzy again. That's how I feel too. He's 0 2 against him. His second fight was better. It went the distance and he got knocked out in the first one. So, but I mean, no one, I mean, Izzy didn't beat Vittori the way that Whitaker beat Vittori. But also, it was a three round fight, not a five round fight. Mm-hmm. And they do tend to play out differently. The gas gets used differently. So he just beat Vittori, lost to Izzy before that. Mm-hmm. He fought Gaston last year in April, and then Cannoneer. In 2020, in October, until in 2020, in July. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who he fights next. I just don't know who makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe an Alex Pereira, if he loses to Adesanya. Maybe they could they could fight and that could be a I don't know if Alex Pereira gets back into the title picture that quickly, but I don't know it's an interesting matchup there. I'm not sure what you do with Vittori at this point. He did fight Paulo Costa at two oh five, which is light heavyweight, and he beat him there. And Paulo Costa's the bigger fighter. I don't know, maybe that could be on the table for Vittori. I never really thought about it, but I mean, maybe he could fight Brunson. I think Brunson's got to fight. Fight though, maybe maybe Brunson's fighting Hermanson. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. How many fights out of a title fight do you think Vittori is? He lost to he lost a title fight to Izzy in twenty twenty one in June. Yeah, it wasn't a great fight either. I I don't think anyone's really interested to rewatch that. I I don't know. I think now he's three or four pretty solid wins. I mean, a, a finish or two. Maybe if he gets three finishes in a row, impressive finishes, that he could be back in the title picture, but I don't know. That loss really did set him back, and I just think he's straight up... I don't know if anyone, like like Whitaker said, I don't think anyone's underestimating him, but I, I almost feel like he did. He just... Maybe he, he'd seen tape, but he just didn't think that that's the Robert Whitaker that was going to show up fight night and that that is the Robert Whitaker that showed up mm-hmm. so I don't really know what you do there I mean you I think some fun matchups to look at I mean I don't know if fun but I guess we can talk about the main event Cyril gone tied to Ivasa UFC Paris the first one there it was a hard fight to watch for me. I think yeah, Tui Voss is a, a pretty big fan favorite. And 
I know that um, Cyril Gunn was definitely the hometown favorite, and you felt that too. You've also had booze coming when he was walking out. I mean, but they're in France, so that's kind of to be expected. But I don't know, man. It was a great fight. If you look at the numbers here, I mean, Cyril threw 168 strikes and landed 110 of them to Tuivasa's 89 strikes thrown, 29 landed. The thing with, like, it's just a style up matchup, a style stylistic matchup that doesn't favor the brawler. Where Tai Tuivasa is a get in your face, let's stand and bang and see who's tougher. And that he hits hard. And you saw that when he knocked down Cyril Gunn in the second round. I mean, he hits hard. But. When you get, I just think to be a UFC champion, you need the technical striking is is what's needed really to become a champion. I think you see it with Stipe. He's more technical. He's not just a brawler. Francis Ngannou, I mean, that guy, he might be the exception. Well, he's he's technical though. He's a kickboxer. He out-wrestled Cyril Gaon last time, which was interesting to see that they actually went to the ground and he was, it was, it was a pretty good fight. Um... I don't know. He had his moment in the second round. He needed the the problem with with fighting Cyril Gon for Tuivasa is anytime he was walking into him, he was going to eat two or three strikes on the way in. Yeah, he was. But but the way that I watched it after we watched it the second time is he was getting popped regardless. Cyril Gon kept distance and was popping him with jabs and low kicks and then an occasional head kick. And he would just he'd just sit there and pop him. So it's like when he circles around and waits for his moment, he's still getting popped. And he, and he's seen that where he would stand up and like tell him to hit him again. And he wouldn't defend him. He was getting frustrated in there and Sergon recovered. He said he got knocked out and he'd come back and ended up, I think, no, I haven't heard anything, but I think breaking one of tied to Ivasa's ribs with a kick. And then he just started to punish that body and then started picking apart to Ivasa with head strikes. And I mean, he ultimately got to finish. It was, it was hard, hard to watch. I mean, it was nice to see Cyril Gon get a win there for France with their first card ever over there. Yeah, he hurt his body early, and that really did it for him. He couldn't put much together after that. If you look at heavyweight, I know, I know Curtis Blades tweeted out that he wants Cyril Gon, which I, I like Curtis Blades. He has a really tough wrestling style to beat, so I'm, I'm interested in that that matchup myself. I don't know what we do. I know that they're talking about maybe John Jones in December, but I don't think anything signed with Stipe for an interim belt while Francis is recovering from his surgery. I don't know if, I mean, it's hard because Tom Aspinall hurt his knee against Curtis Blades. That fight ended in like the first 10 seconds and that was four and six. So Curtis Blades stays up. I I would like to see Cyril gone and Curtis Blades. I think that fight makes sense. And if, John Jones doesn't come back. I think Cyril Gaon and Stipe would be a hell of a interim title fight. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. I know there is. I have seen some reports of Francis Ngannou possibly fighting by the end of the year. Starting by the next end of this year. year. Hmm. I bet the UFC still kind of finds a way to screw him. I mean, they, they have a history of doing that with him as a champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tai Tuivasa does. I mean, he can fight Sergey Palkovich. Palkovich, I I fucked that up pretty bad, but um, he just beat Derek Lewis. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a. I don't think we want to see Derek Lewis into Ivasa too. Maybe an Alexander Volkov would be a good one to watch. Yeah, Tuivasa's coming off of 
at least a four fight win streak before his loss yesterday. Let me see here. Yeah, it was a, a five fight five win, fight win five fight win streak. The last time he lost, or the first time he lost, was when he was main carding a fight night with Junior Dos Santos. And so he's 0-2 as a headliner. But, I mean, he's a big name. I mean, the fans love him. He has great energy. I just don't know. Don't know what to do with that. Joaquin Buckley was a little bit disappointing. He outstruck his opponent or threw, threw more strikes. He didn't land more strikes, but he threw more. He got controlled on the ground. He had good leg kicks, but I don't know. I think Joaquin Buckley has the chance to be a big star, and this was kind of his big breakout fight. He didn't come through like I thought he might. No, he got he beat up. Um, last weekend was UFC two seventy eight, Salt Lake City, Utah. Two, two weekends ago. Two weekends ago, you're right. Yeah. Last week we had a break. It was a good two weekends. I don't think we can go without talking about Kamaru Usman getting knocked out by Leon Edwards. No, that was insane. We were both there for that live in Salt Lake City, Utah at Vivint Arena. That was my second event that I've been to, and I've never felt anything like that arena when, when he knocked him out. I mean, there was almost like a moment of silence for a minute after it happened of everyone that was like, what what, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. And then it showed it, and everyone started going nuts. I mean, there was beer getting thrown, food. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw T-shirts. I had to unbutton my shirt. I didn't stand up till we walked out. Oh, really? I was blown away, dude. Dude, as soon as it happened, like, instinctly, I was up. I just couldn't believe it. He was he was on his well on his way to winning that fight. He seems to be in great spirits about it, though. He was on JRE. Yeah, he does have a really good attitude about it. But yeah, that was an electric night. Definitely one that I'll remember forever. I think hopefully the UFC comes back and that they enjoyed it. Yeah, they they should come back to Salt Lake. We sold. Dana White did say it yeah. compares to any other stadium, mm-hmm. like T-Mobile Arena. The way it's built, I think, is really nice for. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot too. Where where we're it's more stacked up. I think it's good for fighting. We had good seats, even though they were nosebleeds. They were, we were in the nosebleed section, but we were front row, yeah. front row of nosebleeds. I mean, so I, I to be it. honest, I feel like if you're any lower, then you won't be able to see the whole octagon. Mm-hmm. So I really like those those seats. I think that's where I'm going to sit in the future for for all the other events that I end up going to. The fans were crazy. Had some crazy guys sitting by us. I don't know about you. We had a couple of kids and some high schoolers that were next to us, and then some. I don't know, 25, 26 year olds sitting behind us. Those guys were going crazy. The kids all night next to us were saying that they wanted Leon to win. And then he won. They were going crazy. I got a couple of videos of them going crazy. We had a guy next to us. He showed up to the fights already drunk. <laughs> he pre gamed for yeah, the fights. Yeah, pre gamed the fights. Shows up shit faced. Honestly, the beer there wasn't too bad. In, in Vegas, it was $25 a beer. And here it was $12 a beer. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. Um, dude shows up shit faced already, and have he'd start coaching up his fighter like he'd be yelling what he thinks the fighter should do. Everyone around us is cracking up at him, and then halfway through the fight, if his fighter's losing, he'd switch <laughs> and start coaching up the other. He'd <laughs> be on the winning side, like yeah. he knew the sport very well. Yeah, he knew the sport very well. He was a professional fighter. He told us he claimed to be a professional fighter for six years. 
For six years, huh? Yeah, honestly, Usman wouldn't have lost if he had this guy Bobby. If he had him in the corner. If he had Bobby in the corner. Oh, goodness. Well. But it was a historic night in Salt Lake City. It really was. A top two upset in UFC history. Mm-hmm. And we were there for it. Luke Rockhold retired. Luke, Hawk, Luke Rockhold retired, and he was already he already put out a video just the other day saying he's like, "I'm retired, but I don't know if I can say goodbye forever." But I think he should stick to retirement. Yeah, he probably ought to. You gotta respect everything he did, but yeah, he did get in there with some killers, some straight killers. But you could tell in that fight that, like halfway through it, you're like, he yeah, in the se- it was in the second round, he had his hands. Hands on his knees. Yeah, he was kind of sitting there huffing, puffing, like what? What the hell did I get? What did I get myself into? I mean, Paulo Costa is no joke. And the altitude in Salt Lake City, I think, was getting to a lot of the fighters. Some people said that. Yeah, they said that they didn't expect the altitude to play such a role. I know Leon Edwards come two or three weeks before, and he still said it was a big factor. Mm-hmm. And Usman does a lot of training in Denver, so yep. he's used to the altitude already. Yep, he does train with Trevor Whitman over there with Justin Gaethje and Rose Namajunas. Been a solid, good two weeks of fighting, or three weeks of fighting, I guess, with the break. Um, next weekend we have a big card. I think you you should come by here and watch it. We'll be watching UFC two seventy nine September tenth, Las Vegas, T Mobile Arena. Be a good one. Big card. Chumaya versus Nate Diaz, first non title fight, main event of the year, I believe. You can stat check that, but I do believe that it's the first one this year without a title fight. Jemayev's a big name. And, of course, Nate Diaz is as well. One of the few men that's beaten Conor McGregor. Just kind of looking over this card. And they've got some solid names on here. It's a big card. Good early prelims. I see they got Chris Barnett who comes back. I don't know if you've seen a big old heavyweight do a 360 kick, but Chris Barnett... He has the potential to do that. He did that a couple fights ago. Knocked out his guy. Jamie Pickett's always fun to watch. Coming off a loss against Kyle Dawkins. He was winning a couple after that. See if he can bounce back. Got Johnny Walker and Ian Kutubella. I could have butchered that. Johnny Walker. He's I mean Johnny Walker got kind of th- thrown up there. He's one in he's one in four in his last five fights. But I mean against Corey Anderson, who's no joke. Nikita Krylov, who's definitely no joke. Beats Ryan Spann. Loses to Tiago Santos, who's no joke. A killer, a guy that I think had a split decision loss to John Jones at one point. I mean a killer. And then Jamal Hill is a straight killer and he's bursting up into the scene now as well. So this is a kind of a good a good reset fight. Kutabel is coming off a loss to Ryan Span, who Johnny Walker has a win over. So that fight makes sense for Johnny Walker. I think to get another win under his belt, get his confidence back. Because I mean he's he's good. His length is good. He uses six six. He uses his length really well. Eighty two inch reach. I mean that is massive. Yeah, that's a huge reach. I gotta make a quick correction. Hmm. UFC two seventy two. In March, Covington versus Masvidal was a was not a title fight event. Oh, you're right. Okay, all right, you're right. That was a big fight too, though. 
Way to fact check me on that. Um, another women's fight. Macy Chiasin. She fought on the Oliveira Gaethje card. She is 3-1 in her last four fights in the UFC. Let's see if she can get a win. Then we get to the bread and butter of this card. This is where it really heats up. And they added these two two of the last three fights um, in the last week and a half. They got Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. That is a big fight. I've been when they were talking about Kevin Holland Wonder Boy, I was saying no, he should fight like a Daniel Rodriguez, someone that's not ranked, but is on the cusp of being ranked. He's got wins over Kevin Lee, um, Mike Perry, Davy Grant. Daniel Rodriguez is a really good boxer. Um, and I think it'll be a good another good fight to get under Kevin Holland's welterweight wins. Yeah, that'll be a really good fight. I just I see Kevin Holland winning it. I mean, he was on a roll. I mean, he had five fights in 2020, five wins all in 2020. Loses to Derek Brunson and then fights on short notice like two weeks later and loses to Vittori in matches he just got laid on. So I like I like his move to welterweight. I like that. He says he wants to fight at both. But I think it's kind of a fit for him, Danny Rodriguez. I mean, these guys are good. Southpaw versus, versus Orthodox. 81-inch reach for Kevin Holland versus D-Rod's 74-inch reach. 6-3 for Kevin Holland. 6-1 for D-Rod. And this is a really, really big fight here. The co-main event for USC 279. Li Jing Liang versus Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's move up to welterweight, which he's been he's been very vocal about his last couple of fights that he wants to go up to, to 170. He wants to quit hurting his body, cutting weight. He thinks he's going to do better up there. Yeah, I mean, he might. He I'm might interested to see it. I mean, but Tony Ferguson was at the top. I, th- I believe it was a 12-fight win streak he was on. Interim champ ends up losing to Justin Gaethje, and then he's on a four-fight skid mm-hmm. since he lost to Justin Gaethje. Yeah, he was elite. It'd be really, it'd be nice to see him get healthy and get going again. It would be take take some time off. I mean, especially after that Michael Chandler knockout. That was a tough one for everyone to watch. I watched that live. That's the one that you should have been there for at the graduation. Versus Lee Jing Lian, an inch taller than Tony. I like Jing Liang. Um, he is two and two in his last four. Kind of a he's coming off a KO, but he did lose the Kamzat Chimaev, which obviously who's number ranked, I believe, two or three now. I mean Chimaev is an absolute animal. Ferguson does have a yeah. Nice reach advantage on him. He does have the reach advantage. And Ferguson. Five inches. Ferguson's the boogeyman, man. I, I don't. He's the boogeyman. He'll always be the boogeyman. It's hard to put him out. I mean, I know that Chandler knocked him out cold with a front kick. He caught him. But uh, other than that, Justin Gaethje got a TKO, but that was on the feet that the ref stopped. It's going to be a good fight. I think Jing Liang will want to come out and wrestle a little bit. And I think Tony's been uh, drilling wrestling. He's been talking about how he's going back to his roots with his old high school wrestling coach. So I don't. I really have no idea what, how to predict that fight. That one's going to be a tough one. I'm excited for that. I'd like to see Tony win that one. I'd like to I'd see like Tony. To see a, I'd like to see him go on a tear at welterweight. Yeah. But I guess time will tell on that one. And then it's the main event. Um comes at Chimaya versus Nate Diaz. This it's, is 
Kamzat's fight to lose, really. I don't even know how Kamzat's going to approach this fight. I don't know how hard he's training for this one, but the one thing about Nate Diaz is you can never count him out. Never. This dude's got cardio like no one other. You can't ever count out Nate Diaz, and I would love nothing more than for Nate Diaz to win this fight, to beat Kamzat Chimaev in the fifth round. Because we saw the first time Chimaev looked human and was in his last fight with Gilbert Burns. Those guys went to a three-round war. They both were dropped several times, so I'd love to see Nate Diaz take him in the fifth. I mean, that would be awesome. And then turn around and say goodbye to the UFC. I mean, they fed him straight to the wolf. That's Chimaev's nickname is the wolf. I mean, they fed him right there to him. So I would love nothing more. I think if Ch- when Chimaev wins this fight, depending on how Usman and Leon 3 goes, I don't know if he gets a, a title fight against Usman if Usman wins or if he'll fight Leon and get a title fight there. Or I would love to see him fight Colby. Completely mm-hmm. eliminate the other one from title contention. Um, I know I, I could be wrong, but I don't think Colby's beat anyone in the top 15 currently. Jorge Masvidal. He's beat Jorge Masvidal for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You can't count Nate out of this fight. No. Especially because it's a five-round fight. Those fourth and fifth rounds is where Diaz turns on. And Kamzat's never fought a five-round fight. So yeah. he even had one of his three-round fights go to the third round. I'm excited. I think he's got the gas tank, so I guess he's going to have to come in there training. He's never done a five-round fight, five round fight. And I know that he did get a little fatigued in his Gilbert Burns fight. He kind of talks like that. He says that was a bad performance by him. And that he didn't even get hurt, but he was dropped several times. And I thought he had the chance of going out a couple of them. Gilbert Burns is tough, man. I would I would really like to see Chimaev and Colby. And if it doesn't happen now, it, it'll, it'll happen in the future. That'll be a fight that'll for sure happen. Who do you got for the rematch? When do you think the rematch will be? In Leon and Usman? Yeah. Leon Usman rematch. I'm a sucker for the underdog story, but... If if I'm betting money, I'm I'm gonna go with Usman, and I might eat, I hope I eat these words. I hope I eat these words. But Usman was was controlling that fight. I mean, he was winning that fight. Other than the first round, Leon come out took him down. That was great to see. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was Usman's fight. They did they did what Usman wanted to do. It was. They danced where where Usman wanted to dance at. And I just don't know if if Leon can get it done again. But maybe he comes in there with more confidence. Like he did knock this guy out. Yeah. First he person does, to knock him out, and he does have the momentum and the confidence. He think, sh- he showed that it's doable. I think he's got better odds of winning this fight than he did. I think the the odds will be different for sure yeah. as well. He won't be near as much of an underdog, and they'll be in England most likely. So you think Leon takes that? I don't know. I think the odds. So are that still, so that being said, even after all that, yeah, the odds I think are still on Usman's side. It just shows. It, it's just an testament to how good Usman is. But I think Leon has a chance. He has always got a chance. Everyone, anything can happen in four ounce gloves. Yeah. That's what Dana White always says, and, and it's true. Anything can happen, and that's that's the proof right there that weekend with that head kick. He set him up beautifully. There's videos of him drilling that before the fight. Yeah, he's an expert striker. If you present him the opportunity, he can he really the fight is. in an instant. Mm-hmm. And Usman had to make it a dirtier fight. He was in the clinch a lot, up in his face, mm-hmm. because Leon can pick you apart like Cyril Gunn did to Taito Ivasa, mm-hmm. but. Usman's too good of a fighter to allow that to happen, and he made it his fight. 
but I think that's about it for this week. We'll definitely uh, be here next weekend after the UFC 279 Chamaya versus Diaz, and then we'll be previewing the next weekend. We got a couple. What's the next weekend after that? Corey Sandhagen and Song Yudong. That's a big fight. We got a Sadiq Yusuf on there. Andre Feely. Joe Pfeiffer goes there after his contender, contender Series fight. So, yeah, it's, it's never been better to be a UFC fan, and I've said that for a while. I don't think it's ever been better to be a UFC fight than or UFC fan than right now. We've got some good, good cards coming up. Yep. October's pay-per-view is stacked. November's is stacked, and December's will be stacked. They always end the year great for their little layoff in January. But anyways... Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for sitting here and chatting with me, Kobe. I always appreciate your time. Um, we'll catch you guys next week.